0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us here. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved buying at a bit of time. And we have Susan Bradford on. And we're going to be talking about election fraud. But before we do, just want to mention to you that um, <laughs> I, I keep saying you're going to need storable food at some point and more and more things are happening with the food supply chain and uh, some of it is downright deliberate and we've discussed this, we've done shows on it and we still think, hey, we're here, we're here but in when hyperinflation hits, the game is over <clears throat> inflation is here already, folks we're holding the line on the prices, but I'm just going to be really honest with you <clears throat> hyperinflation is around the corner If they pass anything like that they want to, with trillions of dollars of more debt coming, there's no way the dollar will withstand that. And uh, you also need to be thinking about the bank, but that's another issue for another time. So, how do you get your storable food? Well, you go to preparewithdave.com, and everything is there. They'll tell you about the uh, 25-year shelf life, restaurant quality. You'll see all the diversity in the food by the pictures they have. And they're also the $100 special on the three month emergency kit but that just means you can bug out with it you should order that particular item because you'll preserve your sale all the way through so it's this is a simple choice preparewithdave.com i hope you do it people say how much do i need dave oh i don't know i'm not the expert fema and dhs are on record as saying six months uh, bob griswold resident expert on prepping uh he says two years in seeds and daisy luther excuse me daisy luther is right there with him saying the same thing so that's we hope you take advantage of this because once let's put it this way once trouble starts with the food supply in earnest and you're going to find you're without you're going to have to go to the Biden administration for help is that what you want to do do you trust them to meet your food needs yeah, I think we know the answer to that. Prepare with Dave dot com. Anyway, Susan's been on with us before. We've discussed a variety of topics. And today we're gonna get into one of my favorite topics because I'm just gonna be really honest. I'm ready to drop bombshells on Arizona. Now that's a figurative statement, please. Um Karen Fan, Arizona State Center President, do not send the FBI after me. Okay? That was a figurative statement. But um we've begun let's put it this way we've disseminated our findings because in this business you better have a dead man switch and um, i'm going to be dropping literal bombshells on the political careers of some of these people and there are massive games being played and so what we're going to do with susan today is we're going to talk about the 2020 election with some stuff that I was not aware of with regard to the uh, voter fraud. And tell you, if you ask me about Maricopa County, I think I can tell you every way it was done in terms of theft and then the cover-up. Um, but in the 2020 presidential election across the nation, uh, I think Susan's going to open our eyes as to some of the things that happened. Susan, welcome to the show. and um, We're in my wheelhouse here. This is one of my favorite topics. <laughs> and we and I'll be honest with you there is no America with what's going on and I'm going to say this for the record too since Glenn Youngkin has now been declared to be the winner and you got McAuliffe say oh but wait wait we have the ballots we have the ballots if this gets overturned you won't see Antifa in the streets I think you're going to see Americans in the streets
1: (laughs) I, I agree with that um well, thank you so much for for having me here uh, and inviting me back again, Dave. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I do know that um, you know, McAuliffe is contesting the election, but um, you know we'll see what happens. I think you said that you anticipated martial law.
0: I anticipate something. Okay. Let me tell you. I'll tell you what I anticipate. And I don't know if so much martial law, it could end up being that. But I'll tell you, initially, we we saw how the left responded to the impending election in 2020 with Antifa being basically given carte blanche to do whatever they wanted to do. As Garland said, if you blow up a federal building and it's after 5 p.m., that's only a protest. No big deal. Mm -hmm. I expect to see these kinds of behaviors in earnest. Um, I think McAuliffe's defeat was much greater than than what's being publicized now which is about two and a half three percent um that uh, youngkin supposedly won by so you know i'm just going to say this from my gut i think the democrats because of the ballot regulations now and because of the phony covid uh enhancements where you can take forever in a day to turn things in the ballot harvesting all that nonsense i don't think there's an election they can't potentially steal Mm
1: -hmm. that's true and then you have um, obama rolling out his community organizers who'll create havoc to ensure that they get what they want
0: yeah ofs if i remember right Mm -hmm. is that right there his little army of thugs Mm -hmm.
1: correct well um getting back to the story at hand um um, I'm here to, you know, today to talk about the 2020 election fraud, and what was very alarming to me when I began to look into this is that um, I saw that um, both the Republicans and Democrats were working, the establishment Republican and Democrats were working together um, against Trump, um, playing both sides against the middle. To keep the globalist agenda on track and to der- derail nationalism, you um, know I think you know that agenda is becoming more clear as it, as the days go on. Um, so, the problem really started f- from the, the very beginning because. Um, there were a lot of um, holdovers from the Obama administration um, brought into this administration brought into trump 's administration, um, one of whom he never should have trusted, and who he probably trusted the most and This was somebody who was um, brought to him and was um, by uh, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump who lobbied aggressively for their their father to, to bring him on as national security advisor. And um, General Michael Flynn, um, who, who I'm talking about, um, had uh, business dealings with uh, Kushner and Ivanka in Turkey. Um, and so here in Turkey, you see um, the, the two sides playing against the middle. You have, on the one hand, you have neoconservatives who are, um, and Zionists, who are promoting strikes against um, Iran, who are playing up the radical Islam agenda, you know, to kind of pit um, uh, Muslims against Judeo-Christianity. And on the other side, you have um, these Zionists working on behalf of a repressive Turkish government that is funneling money into Iran in violation of American sanctions. So these neocons, and I'm including among them um, Rudy Giuliani, um, Ivanka Trump, um, Jared Kushner, um, Michael Flynn, among others, were representing the Turkish interests, the the repressive uh, Turkish government, um, even against um, dissidents who were uh, promoting a more moderate um, approach to to Islam. They represented the state banks that were funneling the money, executives, even the leaders, um, and what has been characterized as one of the largest um, money laundering schemes ever. And we can ask, you know, why why would uh, Zionists support Turkey? And uh, the answer is very simple. I mean, it might not be obvious um, on the surface, but it's very simple. And that is that um, the Rothschilds control um, the Vatican. They also control Turkey. Turkey is their strategic partner. It is a land bridge uh, connecting um, Europe and Asia. It is a key um, intelligence uh, network that is, you know, um, a hub for for Africa, Asia, Europe. Um, and they have used uh, Turkey, Rothschilds, and the Vatican have used Turkey for centuries uh, as a to weaponize the Muslims against Judeo Christianity or Judeo Christian Europe. So they will profess to be the greatest defenders of Judeo Christianity, and then they will mil- militarize Islam against um, Europe, and then in, in turn they're able to kind of um, pit two sides against. Each other uh, for their own um, power and, and, and benefit. Um, so um, Flynn, unfortunately, has um, always has been very loyal uh, to the Democrats, more loyal than he should have been, and he he did not belong in a Trump administration. Um, to give you a sense of this. Um, he was a consultant for Francisco Partners, a private equity firm that raised money almost exclusively for the Democrats, including for the Biden uh, presidential campaign and even for uh, the Lincoln Project, um, you know, which was a, a group of Republicans allegedly or rhinos um, who had uh, frustrated Trump throughout his administration, you know, that had tried to sabotage and derail whatever he was attempting to do. And even more worrying is the fact that. Francisco Partners is the umbrella organization for an organization called the NSO Group. And the NSO Group produces the Pegasus software. Um, Pegasus software was highlighted by um, Edward Snowden um, because it was found um, on, uh, there was a list that was found of 180 journalists um, who were targeted. It's Israeli really spyware that has been, has been used to target dissidents, including um, prime ministers, presidents, uh, journalists, corporate executives, to either uh, to compromise and in some cases eliminate them. So I think, you know, for an administration that had campaigned on America first and for restoring power to the people, to have um, somebody like General Flynn within the the administration who is working for a company that is, you know, cracking down on distance on behalf of repressive governments, you know, I I found that um, very worrying. Um, But in in any event, um, around... uh, I'm going
0: to stop you just for a second and ask you... how did you obtain all this information about flynn's background and his association with francisco and so forth
1: um some of this reporting was actually um i think the huffington post and the sarasota um herald tribune reported on it
0: and trump doesn't have allies that could read a newspaper and report to him you've made a mistake
1: you know that is a very good question and um my, i mean giving trump the benefit of the doubt um it's, it's as the days go go on it's increasingly harder to do do so but giving him the benefit of the doubt um i would think that he wanted to protect his daughter and, and his son-in-law well, because we they were involved with him
0: people um that i know said that uh well i, I agree Kushner and dear little daddy's girl were the death of his presidency i I, you know i want to just digress for a moment because this is important um paul preston had information and i later was able to confirm a little bit of it through a dea source and trump at one time was going to go to south america and um then they found out about a plot to assassinate him from the shining path And I was able to confirm that that was a concern, and that was a central reason why they canceled the trip. Uh, The people behind the trip, Jared Kushner and Daddy's little girl. Wow. And that that was my contribution to this story. As I called Paul back, I said, Paul, we got more than just an assassination. We got a coup d'etat within the family. And and I, and I said, they got associations with the Shining Path. And I said a lot of it's through George Soros because Jared Kushner had a large business debt to George Soros. I don't know if you have uncovered that yet or not. I have read that. Yeah, so uh, I just wonder, you know, how this all fits in. I, I think the, that Kushner and and Daddy's little girl were agent provocateurs against Trump, and they're in this really weird religious sect. And I don't mean they're Jewish. What I'm saying is is they're they're go beyond just being Jewish into something that's very cultish that really almost defies any religious label were you aware of that about about these two
1: um i was aware that they were Zionists. i believe that ivanka converted to judaism but i was i I don't know much about her faith beyond that
0: yeah the the converting to judaism was no concern to me at all it's the private uh, i i hate With com. That's water with com. Save $80 for a short time. I can't even think of how to describe what they believe, but it's, it's, um, it, it borders on, um, Satanism, witchcraft, mm-hmm. um, and there's ceremonies for lack of a better term, like a seance. I wouldn't call it a seance, mm-hmm. but I've had this described to me what, what this is all about. And it's just downright bizarre. It, it, it's kind of a combination between uh, Haitian voodooism and outright witchcraft. That's how I would describe it. And, and I'm having a hard time putting words on it. But it was something that I've never encountered before. And I had to be educated on what it was. And Dr. Ted Brower has a radio show. And he's covered this. Um, he had them dead to right uh, uh, on on this i mean they are in left field in their own spiritual realm that's what i'm saying they are so divorced from donald trump himself
1: Mm -hmm. and you don't think their um you don't think donald trump was aware of, of these practices
0: well, if you like being assassinated and want to look the other way, that's about the only way I could make any sense out of it. That's just, I don't see how he could not know. But obviously, at some level, he did not know.
1: Or maybe he didn't want to acknowledge what was what was right in front of his eyes.
0: I think there's uh, some of that because it's your daughter. I would agree with that. And Jared Kushner is the ultimate smooth-talking man. But um, Trump had to know when he's running for election george soros was every turn opposing him and here his son-in-law is deeply in business bed with george soros i don't know how i did not know this
1: well, he, he definitely brought the the swamp with him to uh, to Capitol Hill. Um, yeah. uh, I thought it was very interesting too that um, that Pegasus software was found on on the phone of um, the fiance of um, of Khashoggi, Jamal Khashoggi, you know, who was um, assassinated and, and dismembered yeah. Explain, the, in, explain in the software a
0: little bit, though, and and link it into Khashoggi.
1: Um, it's a, a sort of a, a tracking software, um, uh, and apparently they were able to um to locate him um according to the reports that i've read um there was like a list of, of journalists and some of them including like a mexican reporter um wound up assassinated and they um they don't know whether you know the Pegasus software was on the phone of the Mexican reporter or not because the phones tend not to be with the victim like they, they're recovered somehow but they did find in the case of Khashoggi that the fiance did have um, the Pegasus software on her phone
0: hmm why that's really interesting that is really interesting
1: so, um, so I, I don't want I don't want to read too much into it. It's so sinister. I mean, it's beyond what I could even, you know, contemplate, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, well, listen, I don't have any trouble believing things are true. I just need to to, to be able to validate, you know, what it is I believe. Um, What what you're describing here is middle-of-the-road political terrorism. I mean, that's, and to me, I don't have a hard time believing it at all. That's, um... (laughs) But i was unaware about the tracking software um i know you've mentioned it to me before but i i was unaware of that from my side of things but that makes sense because they had to know where to find him and um they found him in what should have been a secure location an embassy
1: and I think the the other aspect of it is that um, the information collected is intended to compromise the individual, so they're looking for compromising into, uh, information that they can use to maybe blackmail or to somehow put that person under their control, and if that person proves un- uncontrollable, then, you know, they might be done away with.
0: So that's hmm. my
1: understanding of it.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think that's definitely true. Um do you think this is why trump wasn't assassinated because they felt this is the way that they can get to him and destroy his presidency and keep him from being reelected
1: um i i can tell you that that trump had many options available to him to overturn this election or to, to at least to get to the bottom of the fraud he took none of them so my impression was that his hands were tied for some reason and Uh, I thought that maybe he was trying to protect his own family or that he knew that the investigation would come right back to his own inner circle.
0: Well, very early in the morning, you know, after the election, like 1 a.m., he holds a press conference because in the swing states, many of them had stopped counting the votes and he knew the ballots were coming in. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And he was pretty clear about his insinuations there. Um, If you're going to identify the problem on national TV then you've already implicated whoever is involved why wouldn't you take action and see to me that is the mystifying thing and i honestly expected before the end of that week because the elections on a tuesday and i said there's enough there that he can he can get this stopped right now bring in the military declare an emergency he had already issued an order in 2018 that said if there's funny business in the election I can step in and declare an emergency and stop it. Correct. Okay, I don't know why this wasn't done. I mean, I, I was sure he was going to do this by that Friday.
1: I think there are, there are two reasons. Um, one is that the story had already broken in, in Italy, and, and I think that they, um, they needed to cover up, and so they could profess to investigate election fraud while actually leading the public in a different direction. And I think also the Republicans had a different agenda. Like at the, Her- the Heritage um, Foundation has for um, for decades now been, been trying to pass legislation that would restrict uh, ballots. And they were able to use the, um, the issue of the election fraud to kind of the push ahead legislation. So this issue has given them a lot of momentum. You know, for, for their own agenda to ensure that establishment Republicans get elected and that they can kind of keep out these more fringe candidates.
0: Yeah, very interesting. Um, that is, because I, I, I'm i kind of like nodding my head because I know on the other side of things, this is something that people don't talk about, but the information is easy to find. When you had the Democrats and like the ushering in of Ocasio-Cortez, and you know, she's a classic example Uh, they want when when the establishment and i'm talking about the deep state wanted to further radicalize the democratic party they did so at the primary level against more centrist democrats by bringing in nutcases like omar and the rest of the squad and they did so Mm -hmm. in the primary and the sponsors of this i'm sure you've come across this were ex-bernie sanders campaign staffers and I'm not were, surprised they were the ones who were running things on this and then you're saying the same thing on the other side with the Republicans keep the establishment Republicans in and that would be done at the primary level um, before Correct. you get to the general election that, that's it's. Uh, see there's a to me when you've got essentially the same strategy in both parties that means there's mm-hmm. a central force controlling both parties That's that's what it tells mm-hmm. me what do you think
1: um, yes, and I think again, you're looking at um, like Patrick Byrne, the um, the former CEO of Oberstock.com. Um, he said that the election was being manipulated by the people above the F- FBI. He called them the Men in Black, and that that would be uh, the um, global intelligence networks, which are ultimately controlled by the Vatican and the Rothschilds. So, I think they have a strategic a strategy for both sides. That they want to be able to control the parties and ensure that um, you know these ups, these candidates, you know, are, or uh, these kind of um, uh, more marginal candidates who uh, would maybe favor nationalism or serve the people, um, you know, they, they don't win in the, at the primary level. They to ensure that they ultimately do not get elected.
0: So, if you, you wanted to have an to anti-incumbency yeah. plan and you were conservative, you would really have to focus on Republican primaries, wouldn't you?
1: You would, yes.
0: Mm -hmm. That's what I thought, and that's what I've been saying on my radio show multiple times. Um, I'm of the opinion, listen, I've got a pretty good congressman in Paul Gozar. He does a lot of things that I agree with, and he's been pretty bold and outspoken. Lately, he's been a little on the quiet side. And I don't know if he's biding his time, because he's running for re-election next year. And um, I think he's probably thinking, how am I going to deal with it? So I think he's in strategy planning, and that's why he's quiet. But most of these people in office, here, here's what I see. They, they, they scream bloody murder. The you know the Democrats are doing this. The Democrats are doing that. They go on Fox News and they look like little heroes, but they never talk about election fraud. That's a red flag for me, and uh, because that tells me that they are knowingly profiting from a corrupt system, and they know they're not going to get touched. Because if they thought they're going to get unelected, wouldn't you go on Fox News and talk about election fraud? Yeah. You, you would,
1: um, but I guess you wouldn't if that election fraud actually benefited you
0: in some way. That's my point. That's, that's exactly my point. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to take this down to the level I understand here in Arizona, and it supports exactly what you've been saying. Um, we're going to take this state senator named Sonny Borelli, and, yeah, Sonny, I hear you're unhappy with me. Guess what? I'm your boss, so shut up and sit down. And um, in June, people were calling him my clone. Not Dave Hodges saying this. This was people that were watching his YouTube videos. He was using some of my verbiage. Like I was saying for quite a while that uh, when they had the fake ballots... The duplicate ballots without the originals that by law have to be thrown out and they all belong to biden in terms of who they voted for and and then you had the voter registration hack that was concealed from the public until late january after the election i mean absolutely concealed not even admitted to and this is how they got the names and i would and i said this exact quote i said uh, this is how they got people that lived at the corner of walk and don't walk in the vacant lot next door and I said, that's how they got these names on these fake ballots. And I said, uh, this is one of the ways they stole the election. And from three insiders who had direct supervisory uh, contact with these kinds of ballots, I added up about 20,000 votes. I think it could have been 150,000 wow. in Maricopa County. I mean, I'm I mean, i I'm giving you a low end what I can verify, but I think it was far higher than that. Uh, and Sonny Borelli was imitating what I was saying the verbiage okay now this is in june and i've been saying this in april and may and then we get into august he has a meeting with a bunch of other establishment people uh in state government up in northern arizona and he says it's not criminal well the hell it's not i just told you what the crime was and and then he says it's civil and we just need to make sure it doesn't happen the next time okay now they they conclude that biden won the election from the fraud it and this is before they ever were able to obtain the court ordered evidence from the maricopa county board of supervisors that would have proven collusion in so many different ways they decided the case without the evidence and now that it's over he's back to sounding like me again Interesting. Yeah, do you see my, yes, you see I, I my, my point on this? Um, it, it, it parallels then, some of what you've been saying here on the national level.
1: Yes, and I, I think that was the, the whole point of the you know the fraud, as you described it. Um, they had no intention of overturning the the election. They were, yeah. they were just trying to, you know, to you know, as you, you said, it to, co- to cover up and uh, you know to, to make sure that um, you know we we want to make sure that that this doesn't happen again. That we won't have any fraud. But this time it happened. We'll kind of turn the other way and let's move
0: on. Well, I just dropped my first bombshell here on the radio. That's coming. Um, and um, there's some people in northern Arizona trying to put me and Sonny and some other rep on the stage together. They won't show up. I guarantee they won't show up. Uh, I was told there was a Zoom call with certain reps in violation of open meetings law, and I was the second item of discussion. <laughs> and I've now heard it twice. I've heard it right away when it happened, and and I've had someone else come forward to say, yeah, they know about this. Um, they know what I got, and, and and the thing is, is they're profiting from a corrupt system. And here, Karen Fan, she's the Arizona State President, and she had the. Well, I know the story, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm choosing my words here because I could reveal something that I don't want to put someone in jeopardy. But let's put it this way. I have two people that told me that they basically blackmailed Karen Fan into doing the audit as the Arizona State President. Okay, and the whole time, the whole time, she said repeatedly, We're not going to overturn the election. We're just looking into what could have gone wrong so it doesn't happen again. I'm thinking, uh, I can't repeat the word I used to describe her. And I said, Okay, so in other words, Karen, in your system of justice, you can break into my house and steal my jewelry. And get caught and get convicted, and you get to keep my jewelry. That's what you're saying is okay with you. And I've been, I was saying all the whole time through, Karen Fan was the head of the fraud. And, and when you look at Sonny Borelli's actions, do you see how they all tie together? And, And this is what I'm seeing at the national level, too.
1: Yes. In fact, I think she, uh, rubber stamped the audit, um, in, in Arizona and said she didn't find any, any fraud and thought it was done, um,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash hodges use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities mypillow.com backslash hodges coupon code Hodges
1: yeah perfectly well and according to the rules and it, it wasn't according to those who are who are close to
0: close to it I'll give you the I'll give you um, one more thing here with Arizona um, and this will expose who she is um, at the election centers the election officials never had the election codes and this is what triggered the audit people to attack me through my sources like paul preston sarah westall and several others i published an article on may the 12th i i said stop telling the supervisors to surrender the election codes for the machines why dave well because they never had them they don't have them how do you know i had election officials tell me they never had them and there were private rooms set up in election centers for dominion and they had their little laptops and they had their wi-fi and you can read between the lines on that but they never had the codes and as soon as i said this people from within the audit started to attack me with my sources that were picking up my articles i mean and that's i mean personal attack And they never once, and this is what uh, Sarah said to me, she said, Dave, they they never really refuted what you accused them them of doing.
1: Um,
0: We'll go to the national level now, and this goes back to your point about establishment Republicans. So you see what I'm saying? I brought you into Arizona because I wanted you to see that this is a a blanket strategy that's being employed at every level of government to steal elections. And and we'll go back to, to what I brought up here. Okay, so I'm, uh, I don't know, choose a, choose a Republican. Let's go on the air and let's just say how terrible the Democrats are, but we're not allowed to talk about election fraud. And I got to tell you, mm-hmm. too, another thing happened the other day. by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347 Newt Gingrich was on and I kind of think Newt Gingrich is on the right side of things Um, Mm -hmm. they asked him what will happen if Youngkin wins oh there'll be uh, earthquakes through the Democratic Party what Mm -hmm. happens if it's close he said well Youngkin better hope it's not close because the Democrats will steal it they went to break Immediately. Wow. Yeah. And he was on the year before, and he talked about George Soros being illegally involved in the election, and uh, that Faulkner woman, and she's on the mornings in Fox. She cut him off.
1: She cut the mic. I saw that.
0: <laughs> yeah. He so you when, when you say benefiting there. from a corrupt system, this is why I have an anti-incumbent strategy. They all need to go. All of them. Mm-hmm. and by the way let, let me put a little cherry on top here since we brought this up and i hope you don't mind me going yeah, go off on this because it's validating what you're saying but let's just take Karen fan first of all i'm not even going to repeat the charges that i get from qualified people i mean highly qualified people within her own hometown the things they say about her criminality are just unbelievable and i'm kind of waiting for them to come out publicly because they have the first-hand knowledge, I don't. But I tell you what I did find with her: there is a company called Fan Construction that her brother owns, and she claims it on her declaration statement when she ran for office the first time. In other words, she derives money from this, and Fan Construction gets all the state highway contracts, you know, median development, and so forth and so on. Uh, and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Mm-hmm. Wait a minute! She claimed this as income. I don't care if she owns it or not; doesn't matter she claimed it as income and she's in a position to vote on her own profits i said that that is how you can get leveraged and that is how you can fight against having an honest audit and i said i don't know if she's compromised but she has the appearance of being compromised now let me tell you what's happened she came out three weeks ago and she publicly filed paperwork with the state government that she is not taking any more income from fan construction and now she is saying i'm not running again and i'm resigning my position next year interesting isn't that interesting she got
1: her her hand she Mm -hmm. got
0: her hand caught in the cookie jar and i'll tell you this i wasn't after her to leave office i had you know to me she's a secondary player for where i was going with all this uh she was just the director of a corrupt audit Um, and she was doing what she was told i was going after people more behind the scenes like our governor and like our board of supervisors that's where i was focusing my attention I did not pressure her to leave. I didn't go to public meetings in her district and say she's got to go and you got to get rid of her. Um, That pressure is coming from someone besides me. And that tells me there's something bigger that's going to come out that I don't even know about.
1: That's interesting. Um, And I think we we might end up uncovering a few of those today.
0: Well, I, uh, yeah. So here's what we did, and I and I'm sorry for digressing, but what I wanted people to to see that follow me regularly on this is that what you just hit on about establishment Republicans and Democrats playing the same game for the same reasons. I've uncovered on a on a micro level here in Arizona that fits the exact pattern of what you're talking about, and this is why I'm anti-incumbent in the next election
1: i think um uh... trump tried to uh... He, he had some type of election integrity commission that was established after um... voting irregularities were found in california and at that point, um, Republicans um, controlled the commission, and they, they didn't want to address the California issue. Rather, they wanted uh, voter data uh, information from all 50 states. Mm-hmm. So they were going to use that occasion to see how they could ensure that their, um, their candidates um, secured elections. They weren't looking at election fraud, but they were looking at how they could win, like how they could kind of rig the system to win.
0: I think you're exactly right um well, and they they don't even have to even take bribes they just have to know i'm in the system i'm probably going to be okay if i just play along do you agree with that
1: i i do like if i play the game you know, you know the um the powers that be will ensure that i you know that i get elected
0: well you could
1: they control both 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 candidates like uh, on the right and the
0: left hmm <laughs> well i think uh, yeah i i think you're i think we're saying the same thing coming of this down two different paths and by the way we have a partner in crime and his name is paul preston he's finding very similar patterns in california in fact it's his work and we share a mutual source as well too that was very high level law enforcement who can access election records that you and i can't and um these two people led me to say to look at the correct things and some of the correct Mm -hmm. things you're mentioning right here with establishment republicans and and this is why i say fox news is controlled opposition they bring the people on to inflame the public but they only let them go so far i think
1: they they waste too much time attacking democrats they, they should be figure they should be forging solutions into the problems. It just becomes like a um, noise, like divide and conquer.
0: Yeah, like I, I, and I think they've miscalculated too, and let me let me tell you what I mean. When I started finding out about Loudoun County in April, it was six months ago now, and I started watching some of these videos coming out with their school board members, I said I'm not sure behind who's behind critical race theory, and I did not know. I know now exactly who's behind mm-hmm. it and who's benefiting, but at that time i did not know and i said watch out i said the suburban moms in loudon county and really across the country voted against Mm -hmm. trump they didn't like him Mm -hmm. they didn't want him they saw him as being a pig and that's how they would describe him and now they've awakened a monster that's going to turn on the hand that they supported and i said they are parents before they are democrats and and I said, this is going to turn politics in this country if they keep this up. And I made that prediction in April, and just look what happened with the Virginia election.
1: Yeah, I think Terry McAuliffe put his foot in his mouth when he said we have to purge the white teachers um, yeah, in, oh, a, in the oh, interest oh. of diversity.
0: I Oh, I know. I know. I, I. <laughs> uh, what's he going to do, execute 30% of white teachers? Is he just going to basically fire them without cause? I mean first of all, if you're most teachers don't half the teachers don't last five years, but the ones that do stay forty years, true, so what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna fire half those people based on race. What the hell kind of claim was that?
1: Well, there was definitely a lot of pushback
0: yeah but see it's the comment. same mentality that comment about messing with the balance of teachers based on race. That just is one straw on top of the camel's back. The real issue was you're making sexual perverts out of our kids talking about things that men are even embarrassed to talk about in, in close company. And then you turn around and teach everyone to be a racist to impressionable kids. And the parents are saying, huh-huh, not with my kid. And then you have McAuliffe coming out with his ridiculous: well, the problem is racist white teachers. Uh, we, we need to bring in more non-white teachers. And and I think it was just fueled the fire. But I think what really got him unelected was not so much that comment. It was the one where he said, basically, parents, shut up, sit down. You don't have the right to say what goes on with your kids in school. Mm-hmm. That's what got him unelected.
1: Yeah. There's no way that the parent would, would it allow a teacher to you know be come between themselves and their own parenting. Yeah,
0: no, I, I, I agree. agree with that. And I said this was going to wake up you know the soccer moms and it did in a big way and um and i want to get your reaction to this too i forget her last name asara is her first name really articulate lady who's been at the forefront of speaking for parents and she's no more than the parent but she's got an audience on fox news now and uh she does a tremendous job um organizing parents against this insanity and they came out yesterday with uh, well it's all white supremacist they won because virginia is going back to jim crow and blah 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 and and i saw her interviewed i did not know this about her she says i'm a muslim i'm a muslim and they're calling me a white supremacist and and then uh, of course who was it the lieutenant governor that was elected she's black is she a white supremacist too so this is crazy it's
1: like an, an act of desperation on, on their part Exactly. So yeah.
0: just, you know. <clears throat> but anyway let's go back to the national level now that we've kind of exposed to a large extent their MO you said the magic words when you said establishment Republicans doing this because they're drinking from the same trough so tell me you said men in black above the FBI is that who you think is feeding both sides to do election fraud
1: I think at the ultimate levels, you have you know the, the, you have the corporations which bankroll the campaigns, and then you have the corporations ultimately uh, taking orders from the City of London, um, from you know the, the Privy Council, from these different uh, um, different uh, groups that that um, fall under the royal family, um, the City of London, which is controlled by Rothschild, who also controls the Vatican. So I think they, they take their marching orders from, from Rothschild um, and the, the corporations, you know, are, are controlled through you know, various incentives and you know, carrot and stick measures and also through interlocking boards of directors. And I, I think if um, the politicians play along, you know, they, they can expect to receive a lot of campaign contributions. Potentially they could also receive a, a very lucrative job in the private sector, you know, once they leave um, public office.
0: Yeah, like Billy Tozen gave us Medicare oh, Part B, ripped off seniors, and then got a $2 million job. At, I forget, it might have been with Pfizer when he, when he left Congress.
1: It's all too common.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's uh, You're right on the money. that's why when i talk about solutions and i know this is horribly impractical and i know you'll laugh at me and that's okay if you do i've been laughed at for saying this but i said we'll never have another free and fair election unless we make it a felony for corporations to donate to campaigns in any way Mm -hmm. and if we had i'm sorry but if we had publicly ran elections too let's say you're candidate a and i'm candidate b and we're both given 50 million dollars um then then you don't need to worry about campaign financing. You're not allowed to raise money. You're publicly funded. You get to go on and spend your money any way you see fit to go on the air. Uh, we can't have a free election if corporations are going to be calling the shots.
1: No, we can't. And, and I, I think that... Um I uh, the, the the money is is and uh, it's billed or marketed as free speech you know a corporation is demonstrating its free speech by giving money to a candidate but then that free speech weighs more heavily on on the ordinary citizen um so I I really think and I know it's not practical, but, I mean, at least not yet. We have to re- revamp the whole system. But money definitely needs to, needs to get out of politics. And, and I, I don't know why uh, we can't have um, free airtime for those candidates that, that are, are eligible, you know, for them to be able to speak directly to the people um, at, at the local, state, or you know, and or national level, you know, to, to make their case, to be fully vetted. You know, I, I don't know why, you know, campaigns have to be a, a billion-dollar venture. <laughs> you know, they it shouldn't require as much money as they do. And of course with the money um strings you know do come are, are attached and those um you know, politicians are obligated to special interests and are unable to fulfill their their duties to the people
0: i know but then we have the um the idea of the ballots too that's a, that's another that has very little to do with the corporations and everything to do with the dnc and uh, mm-hmm. i don't know if the rnc does it or not but the dnc does it effectively and, and as a result of this, we'll never have free elections as long as we have the ballot situation the way it is, too. And, and I just love how they say um, any kind of election integrity is, is racism. If I get pulled over by a police officer today, sir, can I see your ID? Okay, if I look like I'm 20 years old, can I see your ID for I serve you a mirror? Um, you, you, when I go to pick up tickets for a concert at Will Call, I have to show an ID. Uh, well, we don't call those things racist. So why is it racist when you show an ID to vote?
1: That's a very good point, and I, I think um, you, you mentioned that you know the the DNC and the RNC um, you know control ballots, and that we have to look forward to that. But both of those agencies um, receive bit, one of their their functions is to raise money. So by raising money, they then become beholden to the corporations, who then dictate the policy that they then have to, um, you know, impose upon their candidates.
0: Well, it, it is yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Um, and there's a whole mechanism, you know. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to make a stab at this, and I don't know if you know who these men in black are, but let me make a guess. Uh, one of them would be the Clinton Foundation and their associates and um ukraine and by the way too this is something here that i have covered and it hasn't gotten traction but i think it will in 2015 barack obama sponsored ukrainian prosecutors in the united states for seminars and basically the topic and by the way i listed the itinerary this isn't rumor i placed the hotels who ran the seminar and who was there i had that information Mm -hmm. (coughs) and as a consequence um, they were teaching uh, how to avoid the problems of Burisma, and the lessons were how to prosecute people in Burisma without touching American politicians or their family members. And then from there, I linked it into gain-of-function research that they were funding from Ukraine, from the Clinton Foundation to Wuhan. Uh, and that's as far as I've taken it. But I also found on the other end, you know, sex trafficking, gun running, uh, as sidebar activities, and also, guess what? Dominion voting machines. And so what I'm saying is, when you talk about men in black, do you have any idea if it goes in this direction or not?
1: Well, according to uh, Patrick Byrne, um, Hillary Clinton was a puppet. You know, he said we blackmailed her. You know, she has to do what we say, or, or we can. You know, he, he described described the um, the scenario as being like a like a Bunsen burner. If she doesn't do what we say, you know, we'll we'll turn up turn the Bunsen burner on high, and if she goes along, we'll turn it on low. So she's entirely controlled.
0: So okay. I think if they give but money who's to who's controlling the, her? Oh, That's the question. Who's controlling her?
1: Um, I think the people above the FBI um, I think you're looking at the, the permanent um, uh, deep state And I think uh, uh, um, Strzok uh, what, uh, was one of them Peter Strzok uh, I know he was Peter Strzok and his, his lover I think they were outed um, but mm. I, I would say it's this establishment I think you're looking at um, an intelligence network out of London and I think, I think it's global
0: think you're right mm-hmm. and i think and I'll, I'll tell you why because of the ukrainian connection mm-hmm. i'm absolutely 100 percent sure what i'm telling you on this
1: mm-hmm.
0: what i'm not know. sure is how much i really have that i haven't uncovered um but yeah i think you're probably right we got to um get in our final break here so ladies and gentlemen you know you heard me in the first segment talk about uh the coming collapse of the dollar and why do you think the banks are hoarding gold why do you think they're moving to acceptability of bitcoin in fact mastercard just announced anywhere they do business bitcoin is allowed and uh you know people still want to poo poo bitcoin i'm telling you it's here to stay at least in the short term uh it's going to be the jumping off point when paper fiat currencies collapse collapsed do you want to be in that business where you get collapsed upon (laughs) where you wake up and hey you know that hundred thousand dollars you had Uh, bob well it's now worth five thousand or you don't get it at all so this is why i went to noble gold i went from advertiser to customer because i saw what great work they were doing with people in my audience and i'm glad i did i'm not totally bulletproof for what's coming no one can be no one can be not even the banks but you can do a lot to minimize the damage you're going to take and you owe it to yourself if you have assets to have a conversation with noble gold like i do and they're trained not to pressure you have to finalize the deal you have to push it they're trained not to do that they'll send you free material they'll answer any questions and they will not pressure you to buy and you say well that sounds too easy yeah that's what i thought too and i've been back to them now four times and I would recommend that you do the same thing. If you have assets to protect, call 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. And one more thing. Uh, if we go into rebellion as a city, let's say the Democrats start. I think we've entered the era of, flags, of false flags. I really do. I think the Lincoln Project, pretending to be Yunkin supporters, is just the beginning, small, small beginning of false flags. And if that causes any kind of martial law to come, which I think is real possible, uh, they'll shut the cities down. They can do it in 30 minutes. They've done the drills in Phoenix. When I first moved to Phoenix, they did that. They've done it in St. Paul. And the time is 20 to 30 minutes to shut down a major city. And they'll cut down, they'll cut off your communications, your internet, everything. How are you going to communicate with family members if you're separated at the unknown time this could be coming? How are you going to communicate with people when your cell phone doesn't have range and you're in the mountains and your car breaks down at night? That's why I have a sat phone. And the satellite phone store is absolutely fantastic. People say, well, it's too expensive. Well, I pay one-fourth the cost I do for my cell phone for my sat phone. You don't use it to chit-chat. It's for emergencies. But I have it with me, and I have it when I need it. And I'll tell you, in this volatile world, this very, very volatile country now i wouldn't be without this and you can find out more by calling them at 855-980-5830 say it again 855-980-5830 we're again speaking with susan bradford and we got to compare notes she said some magic words and and susan i want to pay you a high compliment i could interview a hundred people who claim to be election integrity experts and they could not have followed and linked the two things together that we've linked. Uh, and I'm just I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. They, could, they, they do not have the knowledge <coughs> to do this. But I want to get back into the global aspect of this. You kind of hit a dead end, too, where there are shadowy figures and you can't name who's sitting in that boardroom telling this person gets elected and this person doesn't. Am I right?
1: Um, I, I can't, but I, I can name some of the like the organizations and the vehicles through which they
0: operated. Okay. Um, so you think Hillary Clinton was a pawn and not an organizer?
1: Um, I, I, yes, I think she is a, a, a puppet.
0: Okay, I, 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 I think, I, I think you can make then. that case, but I'll, I'll go to this, though. What she did with Seth Rich... Who supported Bernie Sanders, and how she blatantly was able to steal the uh, primary election away from Bernie Sanders?
1: There's no question that she's ruthless and corrupt, and you know a, a horrible a person. I, I wouldn't, you know I, I really can't <laughs> say much, many good things about her. Yeah, um, but i you know, I, I'm I, gonna, does, I, think I need she, to hold
0: it here go, for go, just go, a go second. Um, just a second, okay? Because we're gonna sign off here, folks. We'll be back tomorrow for part two intrigued you should be um anyway the time got away from me and i so apologize i don't know what happened here um i'm trying to think how we should handle this we need a part two that's a cliffhanger ending i just gave it oh people will be pissed but they'll come back um i don't know how that happened wow I like stepped into a time zone. I'm going to tell you this is this interview Susan is going to send off shockwaves. Are you prepared for that? Hello? Susan are you there? Hello? This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint,